when I joined the nation, you know what I learned that surprised me the most? I thought this was like the penultimate group to hate white people. And it was not. You know what it was? It was about self-improvement. I'm like, (laughs) is this exercise, is this... uh, this way of eating, this way of praying, this way of thinking, gonna help make help me to hate white people more. And they said, "No, brother, this is about self-improvement. We brought you in under the context of what they say about us. They say that we hate white people, and we don't." You are listening to Black Mental. It health. is more important to us to love ourselves. Come back to another episode of Black Mental Health. And race. Uh, we are talking about um, colorism. We're talking about body shaming. We're talking about uh, things that young people understand. BBL. Um, uh, what's the other one they use? Oh, um, the cream, the bleaching cream. And they want to know: is that right or wrong? I'll leave it in your capable hands, Doctor Moore. <laughs> let them know. Let them know if it's right or wrong, because they want to know right away. We don't want to hear the historical context. We don't want to hear the etymology. We want to know: is this right or wrong? Okay, so so give 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 me give me the question in the way that you want me to respond. Um, is is is. Is me having to click with light-skinned girls uh, colorism because they always uh, pit the dark-skinned against the light-skinned in the African-American community? Uh, Is it wrong for me to bleach my skin? Is it wrong for me to cut my fat? Or is it um, disgusting for me to flaunt my fat? Like in Lizzo's case, she is a BBW. Uh, these terms are crazy to me. Big, beautiful woman. Um, but instead of um, getting a stomach reduction, she is proud. And she says that that's the way most real, quotation marks, real women look. Um, so we have all of these different sides how do we handle this? As a doctor, I'm sure you have some type of different perspective that they need to know, but make it interesting for them. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. I am not an entertainer. so <laughs> Which is going to be my next point. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I can't entertain the audience. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, about that, I... I um, for me, I would have to approach it from a a health perspective, mm. right? And so, for me, if Lizzo is healthy, mm. if Lizzo is eating right, if she's exercising, if she's doing the things that um, allow her to be healthy, and she looks the way that she looks, and I'm fine with that. Mm. But if Lizzo is masking some hurt or some depression, Hmm. Um, you know, or feelings of, of insecurity, then that's different, right? To me, um, from a psychological perspective, I think that 
<clears throat> a clinical perspective, I think that um, if the way that you look, right, and, and a lot of times for a lot of us, you know, we show up very big to hide who we really are, mm. right? And so I'm saying, I, I think that whatever it is that you look like, if you're truly comfortable in that skin, then that's fine. But if you're showing up, you know, in that skin to mass hurt, you know, or to mass, you know, low self-esteem, you know, and things like that, then I think that that's detrimental. So I think that that's where we need to start, you know, with individuals. Because a lot of us or a lot of people, you know, have self-esteem issues, you know, whether we're big, whether we're small, whether we're tall, whether we're short, you know, whether we're skinny, whether we're, whether we're thick. Um, we, we have some personal issues about how we feel about those things, you know, and some of those things we can and cannot change. At the end of the day, my goal is to make you feel healthy about, you know, how, however you look, right? Um, my, my goal is to make you or help you to attach reality into, in, into the way that you're thinking and feeling. That's an excellent point, brother. And it, it brings me to the challenge, my first challenge to you and the audience. Um, here's a marginalized group, the LGBT community. And they believe that um, they are being shamed, wrongfully shamed, due to the way they look or the way they act. It is not acceptable. And so they form this group. We as black people who feel that we are not being uh, accepted for who we are as black people, we form a group. I'd like you to talk about um, the group behavior and shaming people and how you could create opposition to everything just by trying to say that these particular people are not right or not natural. It's... It, because what I want people to do is to focus on the right or wrong from the context of if how would you deal with it? Okay, so um, let me make sure I understand your question. You're, you're asking me um, what's right and wrong between what? Right. Right and wrong is contextual, meaning that right and wrong is only based on your fraternity. If your fraternity says that all of us have to do these certain things to belong and everybody that doesn't fit in that belong um, you can't be a part of this fraternity. I think you mentioned that in your um, uh, in our introduction to the uh, subject of how friendships are formed, how fraternities are formed, and the legacy that they have. They could be right organizations, but in a wrong context. So I don't know how you respond to it, but it's a challenge for you and the audience 
in terms of what do we consider preferences and what do we consider mature thinking? <clears throat> um, I just want to make sure that, that I am answering the right question. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say right or wrong, um, elaborate a little bit um, in terms of uh, are, are we addressing um, shapes and sizes or uh, in terms of men and women or we, are we addressing um, uh, ra- racism, skin color? What, what, what particularly are you asking me to address? I think what I'm asking you to address is the fact that we all have differences and when we put ourselves in a group, we're going to find ourselves in opposition. Um, I don't know how to explain that. Okay. 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 Be honest about your answer. Okay. So stay, stay right there because I think that, I think that what you're asking me is, you know, it's probably multi-plastic, right? That right. I, I don't think you asked me one question. I think you asked me a right. couple of different questions, you know, in one. So um, the first part of your question is, if if I'm correct, um, you ask me if you're in a group and feeling different, is that something that, that you're asking me? Like, like you could be a part of the Masons or the Q or whatever, um, but if you're a part of that organization and you feel different, even though you're a part of that organization, is that kind of what you're asking me? No, I'm asking if this organization is right. Okay. Who else is wrong? Is everybody uh, else wrong? Okay. Okay. Ex- excellent question. Excellent right. question. I thought. Right. So, so if you decide that you want to be a part of Omega Soft Opportunity Incorporated, you have a number of options, right? We have something called the Divine Nine um, that is inclusive of um, Black Greek organizations and Black female Greek organizations. But you have the Qs, the Kappas, the Alphas, the Iotas, the Sigmas, you, you know, all these different people, you know, different male organizations. Are you wrong if you join one as opposed to the other? I, I, you know, I would be completely biased, right? Because I'm going to say, you know, to me, if you ain't a Q, you ain't nothing. Right? <laughs> and right. I'm, being, I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm absolutely being facetious right. when I say that right. Um, but also honest. Well, yeah, well, not honest, <laughs> not completely honest, right? But, but, but honest in my biasness, right? Right? Because yeah, we I, all I, have I, that bias, right? Because I'm, 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 I'm acknowledging my bias because I'm showing favoritism towards my fraternity, right? Um, you know, I love the cues, you know, but do I think everybody can be a cue? Hell no. <laughs> the bros is not for everybody, bro. You. You know, I I'm not gonna tell you, oh, you know, don't pledge sigma, pledge Q, don't pledge kappa, pledge Q, you know, don't pledge, you know, whatever, pledge Q. Nah, bro, you you might not be Q material mm. because Q material is different, bro. Do mm. you know we we do something different? It there's know? there's a certain pride in being a Q, brother. There's a certain pride in being whatever it is that you're gonna be. Which is there's, 
my next yes. point is my next yes. is if white people feel this way about us, is that right or wrong? Well, the, the thing, man, is is you know, right or wrong definitively is is doesn't exist. Right or wrong is relative. Right. right? Because you know, if you feel that way, you feel that way. Right. I feel a certain way about Omega. I feel a certain way about Masons. Right. Because I'm affiliated with both of them. Right. But while while I'm a member of Omega Sub Opportunity Incorporated, I'm also a Prince Hall Mason. But in Prince Hall Masons, we have Kappa Q's, Sigmas, you know, we have, you know, non-Greek affiliated people right. all the same. Right. You know, so you know when when I'm at home in my Blue Lodge of Masons, it's not about nobody cares about your station in life. Right. It doesn't matter. Because while, you know, I have sat in every seat um, in the lodge, in the highest seat that you can sit, you know, in the, in, in the uh, Masonic Hall, and that's Worship Master. I'm uh, a Worship Master, but now I'm not only a Worship Master, but I'm a past master. Mm. So, I have sat in every last one of those seats, so I know what they look like. I know what they feel like. I know the work that it takes to sit in all those seats and climb that ladder to get there. Right. But, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm a street dude. You know, I come from, you know, the bottom of the bottom. Mm -hmm. I come from the rock bottom. So mm -hmm. to, to come from where I come from and to be able to talk the way I talk, Mm -hmm. to, to to be in those circles that I'm in now, mm -hmm. it's, it's weird and phenomenal all at the same time. But I I, I can't sit here and, you know, want to pass judgment, so to speak, um, in terms of one of them being right or wrong. I, it, why this is a mental exercise, and I hate to rush you, but okay. there are other questions that people are going to want to know. Okay. So are you saying that uh, fat people may be okay as long as they're healthy? And do you see the group that's going to form against you? Well, I'm going to first say this. <laughs> Watch it, brother. I, I know, bro. <laughs> and I, I need to. <laughs> I, I, I need to. Um... Uh, I think fat people is relative, depending on what your definition of fat is, hmm. right? Um, I think there's fat, and I think there's P-H-A-T fat. T-H-I-C-C-D-E-Bonics hmm. um, is real, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> it depends on what, you, what, you, what you're defining as fat, that is right? Um, because so you could you very could be, subjective. Yeah, right. So, you know, I don't. My definition of fat and someone else's definition of fat. And right, let me tell you, I get this all the time. I sit around with my frat brothers, mm. and man, I listen to some of the stuff that we they talk about, mm. or we talk about, you know, and judging women. Mm. And I look at them sometimes, and I'm like, it. Not just in my head, but also verbally. Some of the, the judgments that they put on women, and I look at them and I say, 
and I say, now, it's funny that you can make that judgment about a woman, mm. you know, but not want a woman to make that judgment about you. Because, mm. nigga, you old as hell, you got gray hair, <laughs> you know, you 40 plus, so you could talk about the size of a woman, but shit, nigga, you ain't, you know, you, 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 yeah, you, you, you ain't that. Right. You know, so so, but we go back and forth. But again, it's relative, right? Right. Um, you know, while they might feel that way, and I might look at them and say, "Well, dude, you probably couldn't get that fat woman anyway, or that big woman anyway, or that you know X Y Z woman anyway." Mm-hmm. But then I have to look at myself and say, "Okay, what am what do I deem as fat?" Mm-hmm. You know. F-A-T fat or P-H-A-T fat, right? Because what might be fat fine to me might be big and unattractive to other people. And I know that's the case with, you know, some of the um, friends that I hang out with. But, you know, I'm a little different, right? I'm kind of special because I don't give a shit what nobody thinks. If I think it's fine, then that's all that matters to me because you can kiss my ass if you think it's not fine and I think it is fine. Then you know, because you'll find that me, you know, can kiss my ass, right? And we have to move on, but I, I'm gonna double up on that question. Where at these this is black mental health, we're having a mental drill, and I want everybody to try to follow where this is going. Um, but at some point in your fat appreciation, it gets to a line that's crossed and you say well now she's so fat that she's unhealthy mm-hmm. it does come to that point right yeah absolutely the same thing with um, this person being beautiful beauty is in the eye of the beholder until and there's a big capital U-N-T-I-L until it reaches your preference of that ain't beautiful. That ain't. <laughs> so it it's all subjective, but somehow we make it work for us. Mm-hmm. And so if young people are having these thoughts and they can't figure out why they are debating about whether something is right or wrong, or whether something is preferable or non-preferable, it may be your maturity in your thinking. Oh, absolutely, bro. Um, it, and not only is your maturity in thinking, but you you need to be very careful of adopting other people's hmm. ideology about what is what is beautiful, right, and hmm. what's attractive, and what's healthy and what's not healthy, right. So for me, you know, if you Man, let me tell you, I know and have seen some people that are, you know, born, you know, kind of thick or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're some of the most healthiest people that you ever want to meet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know some of the some people that look extremely healthy that are, you know, probably some of the most unhealthy people that you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think you want to be careful about, you know, in terms of maturity. Um what you know, what you understand, and what you are accepting about what other people are defining for you as healthy 
and what other people are defining as as attractive, and you adopting their mentality or ideology about that. Now, I hope the younger audience is listening to how mental wrestling takes place because some of the things that young people are asking us to comment on is not based on a right or wrong, but it's based on your perspective. You may be a part of this organization. You may be a part of this group. And so you don't see it from the perspective of the person that you've created a whole nother group based upon your exclusivity or your um, preference. And I'll I'll give a, a final example of um, if certain people in colorism, can you give us a, a way to deal with people that say, oh, there were so many um, wrongs against people with darker skin for so long that we have to eat. And if we don't address colorism in the black community, even though it's going to cause a rift between light-skinned and black and dark-skinned people, if we don't address it, it's not going to be addressed. I think it misses the point of any type of um, collective. And and that's a word that um, you're, you're not too uh, happy about, but... Um, I want to hear your opinion. Uh, okay, so me, colorism. Uh, you you want to hear my opinion of colorism as race to what? As anything. What what's your opinion? Because like like you said, people may be asking us these questions, and they're young, and they're they're very, um, what's the word? They're very in in influenced by the things that we say. What do you say to a person about colorism, right or wrong? Are you asking me whether or not I feel like should they adopt the ideology of colorism? I think is, in the is, context of the bigger picture, is this the time to have the fight for light skin versus dark skin? Bruh, there's no time to have that fight. Hmm. That's that. That is a superficial. Hmm. That is a social construct. That is a waste of time, hmm. particularly in the black community. Uh, it is a distraction. Hmm. It is a waste of time. Um, if you can't love or like or interact with someone in, in not even in the black community, but in any community, whether they white or black. But if you're using colorism, right, you are millennial miles away from reality. Mm. So colorism is nothing but a distraction. It mm. is a social construct that is not real. And you are using that as a system of power against a particular group of people. Mm. That is nothing. Colorism is no different from racism. It is racism using it in a different word. Mm. And it's, it's, it's so, uh, what's the word I used last week? It's so polarizing. If you 
are going to fight another black person about the color of their skin when there's so many variations of color or hue in black people. What point are you making? What goal do you have? And how is that helping any of us? Oh, I'm I'm going to be team light skin. Oh, I'm going to be team dark skin. And then at what point is this person too dark to be a part of this fraternity? And what at what point is this person too light to be a part of this fraternity? It is so superficial and so dumb as a young person to think like that. But well, an old person to think like that because they're old people <laughs> think like that too. Of course. But yeah. you you could be baited into that discussion if you are not careful. Yeah, but bruh, let me tell you. Old fools used to be young fools. Hmm. Right? So, you know, if you're an old fool, that means you never learn from being a young fool. Hmm. So, I mean, if you... What's interesting about that, though... Um, this is actually a book called uh, Our Kind of People. Mm-hmm. And it is a very, very good read, bro. Um, where they talk about um, uh, black people. And historically, black people um, that really bought into the racism, the black bourgeoisie, you know, and people like that. that and the paper, uh, brown paper bag test, that that was really a thing as it related right. to black Greek fraternities and things like that. But not only was it a thing in terms of black Greek fraternities, but it was also a thing in terms of black families. Hmm. Um, um, and I'm want to be very careful about self-disclosing right now. Mm-hmm. But I am a part of, by default, um, I, I am a part of the family. Uh, when you read our kind of people, there were a, a group of black people that really believed in um, uh, the colorism mm. and believed in marrying light skin on light skin mm. and not bringing any dark skin people into the family at all. Mm. In fact, they believed that so hardly that they would marry family members um, as opposed to marrying a, a dark-skinned, complexed person. Hmm. That is so true. And so we we abandon one evil and pick up another. Um, yeah, I mean, bro, psychologically, you know, I was just having this conversation earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Freud allegedly did not like people. Hmm. You know, and the reason why he created the couch situation when you came in and you spoke with the therapist and you sat on the couch is because he didn't he didn't like you looking at him. Hmm. So he preferred you to sit on the couch so that you look so that you didn't look at him. <laughs> right. And and because you know Freud felt like people were uh deterministic and that they were driven by their sexual desires. So Freud, um, it is alleged that he didn't like people at all, even though he's 
um, the father of psychology um, as we know it. Mm -hmm. um, but the neo-Freudians that broke away from him thought that he was too psychosexual. Mm. But um, a lot of what Freud says makes sense, man. Um, human beings are very problematic people. Right? And, you know, while Freud, Freud was a psychologist, in him studying people, he realized that he didn't like people. Mm. And he, he thought that human beings and people were sick people, that they were, you know, really bad people. And they needed to be psychoanalyzed. Um, and that's what he did for a living. Mm. But people just believed that he was too psychosocial psychosexual and him analyzing people because you know he did he dealt with the id the ego uh the super ego he dealt with the um what was the anal old age people like Greece um old so that's uh oral anal um old age okay so age is anal People that's the phallic stage, um, like that's the latency stage. Um, grapes, uh, old age people like grapes. Uh, grapes was the last gen, what was that gender? Genetic, um, was, was the last stage. Um, and he just believed that people were, uh, very, uh, driven by their sexual desires and that they were uh, deterministic. So he, he was not a fan of, of people, even though he dealt with people he, because he was a, a psychologist. Hmm. I'll, I'll make a statement and then you, you elaborate <clears throat> on it. Okay. I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with organizations, fraternities, friendships, um, groups, I think what we miss is that they're based upon our preferences, they're going to be an anti. It's just like matter has antimatter in science. The fact that you have one, you have the other. Um, but if the goal as people is not to be so deterministic that we start to alienate people. What we, we need to focus on is ourselves. And it goes back to the beginning of the podcast where I said self-improvement is the key to all things. Judging people may not. Okay, so um, I, I'm, I, you, you lost me for a second. Um, so connect the dots as it relates to fraternities or whatever um, that, that, that you were saying. Uh, well, the definition says that a fraternity is people that gather who have um, harmonious thoughts or, or likes or... Um, agreeable situations like rich people rich people um will tell you 
that in order to get rich, and it's not everybody, but it's a good saying if you understand the context in which it's being stated. Rich people will tell you that in order for you to get rich, the first thing you got to do is stop hanging around people who are broke. Educated people will tell you the same thing about education. If you want to get educated, you have to stop believing that everybody that's in your circle is educated. You have to separate yourself, uh, the chaff from the wheat. There is a, a, a logical explanation to separation. Um, I think one of the things that I learned about being in the nation because first I was in the National Action Network with Al Sharpton. And something in me was still missing. And so when the cop illegally arrested me and they tried to rough me up when I couldn't see when I was blind, I went and joined the nation. I was already part of this, um, this whirlwind of black power. Uh, when I joined the nation, you know what I learned that surprised me the most? I thought this was like the penultimate group to hate white people. And it was not. You know what it was? It was about self-improvement. I'm like, <laughs> is this exercise, is this, uh, this way of eating, this way of praying, this way of thinking gonna help make help me to hate white people more and they said no brother this is about self-improvement we brought you in under the context of what they say about us they say that we hate white people and we don't it is more important to us to love ourselves <clears throat> yeah Yeah. So I don't know, bro. I think at the end of the day, um, it's funny. Uh, if I, because I was having a conversation with um, some very close friends of mine, and we were talking about um, the Illuminati mm -hmm. and the the people that I was having a conversation with were both my Masonic brothers and my um uh fraternity brothers. Yes, sir. And so one of my fraternity brothers was was making the argument that he believed in Illuminati, right? And he was going on and on and on about the Illuminati and getting <laughs> vaccinated and all this other <laughs> stuff. And I okay, uh, I hear my um earpod I'm wanting to sound out. <laughs> so I probably got about ten minutes left. So, yep. uh, very quickly, four minute mark. Go ahead. I, I said to him, you know, while you believe that there's a Illuminati, what you don't understand about you believing that you believe in the Illuminati is that people believe you to be a part of the Illuminati. Hmm. Do you are a Mason? You are a Q. Hmm. In their mind, the Qs, the Masons, any group, black. Greek fraternity, any Masons, anybody that's affiliated with that, you know, you are the Illuminati to them. 
Hmm. So what it says to me is you don't even know what you are a part of. Because right. to the other people that are making an assessment, hmm. you think you are a part of them. <laughs> they looking at you like you are a part of the other. other. Right. Dude, you are confused. You are in the Illuminati, or quote unquote Illuminati, and you don't even know it. So what I'm saying to you is, whatever it is that y'all, both of y'all thinking about Illuminati, don't exist. Right. <laughs> it don't exist. Because you in Illuminati, uh, quote unquote, mm. and you don't even know what it is. Mm. Right? And the people that are watching you think that you are controlling the world and controlling the purse strings, mm. and you know that you don't. But right. they think that you do. But you are purse strings in mm. something that doesn't exist that somebody has created. Mm. It's almost like Facebook and Instagram. Mm. It's not, it's not a, and it's, uh, it's not a, it's not it's not a real world. Right. Right? It's it's make believe. Right. But we will fight and argue, debate each other on something that ain't even real. Ain't even real, bro. Hmm. You can't even you can't substantiate where did that come from? The Illuminati. Right, right. You, and you're talking about people that you know nothing about. Mm. So you're saying Jay-Z, Jay-Z's a part of it. Mm. So the Masons are a part of it. Mm. Black Greek attorneys are a part of it. Mm. I can tell you as a member of Black Greek Returning, you know, Press Hall Mason. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I ain't a part of shit. Mm. I, right. I, I know absolutely nothing about Illuminati. Right. And not only do I know nothing about Illuminati, but I do a podcast every weekend with a friend. Hmm. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing but right. friendship. <laughs> right. You know, it ain't black Greek. Even right. though my fraternity is found on, you know, friendship and all that other stuff. Right. I understand where we where that comes from. Right. But long before I became Black Greek affiliated, I knew what friendship was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I grew up in the streets, and so we have our we have our own affiliations, right? Based on friendship. Mm. You know, so so I'm not blinded by any of that. I I I know my place in, you know, Black Greek fraternity. I know my place in masonry, but I know my place in the streets, and I know my place in friendship. Right. You know, and so. What you and I have, I don't, it doesn't matter that you ain't a part of right. Masons or Q's. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that as it relates to my friendship with you. Right. If, 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 if we're doing something or you're asking me for something, you know, that's on a different level of friendship, bro. Mm. It, ain't, it ain't, you know, me and you ain't swear on nothing to do nothing. Right. You know, we just, bro, we, we grew up on word is bond, bond is life. That's right. You know, and so, I, you know, I can take that other stuff and, and apply it where it needs to be applied, mm. right? But on how you and I grow up and grew up, right, we're a phone call away. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, bro, we want to, bro, you know, try and do this, try and do that. I ain't checking in with nothing else. <laughs> Nobody else. But you, You're right. you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's the friendship. That's how we grew up. Right. You know, that's that's the friendship that we on. And agree or disagree. Amen. You know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? This this friendship is, you know, 
for a potential listener that might be listening, this is everlasting. That's right. You know, it's 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 forever. That's you know, right. we we don't go nowhere, bro. We we right. ride or die. We <laughs> argue, you know, agree or disagree. But mm-hmm. you know, this is everlasting, bro. This 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 friendship outside of you know pledging allegiance to friendship, right. we pledge a different allegiance. You know, that, in our world, and we have taken different paths, and yet we we see our friendship as more important than any of that. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I wouldn't trade it for nothing. That no is, matter what I become a part of, no matter how many that, degrees that I, yeah. you know, acquire, mm-hmm. that don't, that don't take away men. Right. I don't think we're for my friendship with you. Right. Because w- without my friendship with you, you know, I never get to where I am today. Yes, sir. You know, That's and right. I don't know how many people may or may not understand that, but you know, when I look at my foundation, bro, you know, you you you're you're there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking about long before I understand understood Greek friendship. Mm. You know, there's a there was another level of friendship that you gave me, you know, and you showed me, or or that we gave one another. That's right. That is that has been eternal, everlasting. That's right. You know, bro, I am appreciative. Will always be humbled by that. You know, I, and I, I I I love you and appreciate you for that. And appreciate you for the same reasons, brother. Um. We are at the 41-minute mark. Uh, it's going to cut us off at probably 45 or 42. Uh, any last words, brother? Any advice that you could give young people about their conflicts or their perceived conflicts? Well, I, I think you use the operative word, um, conflicts or perceived conflicts. Um Young people understand that hard times will come, mm. but they don't last forever. Mm. Persevere and see it through. Mm. Persevere and, and see it through. Um, again, um, you know, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, um, we're all going to go through something. You know, but it's about how we get through it, how we see through it. Mm. Indeed. And don't let the fear stop you. Or maybe the popularity of something stop you. We all have supreme wisdom, whether you read that book or not. Um, I think the, the best word that I heard you use uh, just a few minutes ago was application. It is how we apply what we know to any situation. And you will then begin to answer all of your own questions. You won't have to ask us, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You will begin to have the mind of God. And God applies supreme wisdom to everything. And then you will be the God of self. I hope that wasn't uh, too polarizing to everybody, but um, I hope it was more empowering. 
I think that was on point, bro. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I think that was on point. And again, to our um, listeners and our potential listeners, um, we hope that what we give um, is everlasting wisdom. Mm. Indeed. I just heard your, your ear pods go out. Um, we are at the 43-minute mark, and this is 434. Wow. In uh, Black Mental Health and Race, and I hope you all enjoyed this conversation, and some part of this conversation will resonate with you to ask someone else to listen in and to start thinking positively about improving the self rather than what you can't change out in the world. Our number, if you'd like your own feedback, is one three four seven seven five four seven four four zero. That's one three four seven seven five four seven four four zero. If you'd like to leave a comment, you have been listening to Black Mental Health and Race with Dr. Moore and MF Doug. Peace to the universe and peace to the gods.